You're listening to Just Hit Play with your hosts, Peter and Nick Cabral. If you're tired of your stagnant, streamed music feed, then strap yourselves in for an intergenerational sonic journey through Peter and Nick's favourite songs. Welcome to episode 44 of Just Hit Play. I'm your host, Peter. With me is my co-host, Nick. Nick, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, to be honest. Uh, I always like to give a weather update, and yep. it's spring here. It's official. It's got to be official. This isn't fake spring now. And uh, I'm just looking outside, and it's making me happy. It's it's Did- wonderful. And Formula One has started. Yeah, it, The Boston Celtics are on an insane winning streak. Life now, is good. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't it snow like a few days ago? <laughs> Yeah, but that was just like a that was like the last gasp. Of winter, okay, you know okay. the dying breath of winter, and now yeah. it's like, no, nah, it's got to be spring. It has to be. Well, it's officially autumn here, but it's been brutally warm the last few days, so it's it has not been pleasant here. I, I you know, I you know, I told you I had to pre-cool my my bedroom a couple times. Yeah. I had to pre-cool the car the other day because it was like 32, <laughs> 33 degrees, and I'd been working outside all day, and and I was just a mess. And so I turned the car on because I needed a pre-cool to the car. So, yeah, that's that. that wow. I've reached I've reached an all-time low with the pre-cool of the car. See, I don't think I've ever I've I've never executed the pre-cool maneuver. Period. Yeah. Uh, so I can't no. relate, but no, it, no, it had to happen right now. It, it had to happen. Uh, Inner <laughs> Brisbane Studios is Darren. Darren, how you doing? I'm doing good. Have you ever pre-cooled your car? No, but I'm currently pre-cooling my bedroom. Yes. No, you have to. You have to do a pre-cool. That's that's the new that's the new thing here in Australia. All right, so I I told you last week I, I went away for the for a few days up in uh, country Queensland, right? And I have a funny story of something that happened to me. Okay, let's hear it. So, I never really understood how little how little things happen up there. I'm in really really small towns. Um, I photographed a school where grade nine and ten combined was about twelve kids. So they're very, very tiny schools. So I'm in a town called Howard and I'm just setting up my camera and I've set up some planks and some things for the kids to sit on. And this guy pulls into the parking lot and he walks over to me and he goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's photo day for the school. I thought he was a teacher. It turns out he was a reporter from the ABC, which is equivalent to the CBC. And he interviewed me for the radio. (laughs) Because I was photographing kids at a school. That's so, the most excitement they've had in months. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I was like, wow nothing happens up here. <laughs> yeah. And I had a two and a half minute little spot on ABC radio um, about me photographing children. What, what kind of questions did he ask you? Like, uh, was like, it just, what are you doing out here? Yeah. Or? And he's like, what's the hardest thing about photographing kids? Like, what's the hardest age group? Um, Wow. And, and I photograph a lot of um, uh, special schools. So I'll go into schools that have people with cerebral palsy or in wheelchairs. And, and he asked me about that. And like, you know, I told him that's a pretty rewarding part of my job. It's, it can be frustrating, but it's a really rewarding part of my job. But yeah, it was just odd that, um, that yeah, a national reporter, because it was on national radio. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was odd. You should have plugged the podcast while you're on. I know. I, I, I was like, oh. <laughs> Because he, he even said to me, he goes, oh, that was, you sounded really good. And I felt like saying, well, I'm a professional podcaster. Oh, opportunity missed. I know. I should have done it. I should have. It would have been the most shameless plug ever, but, you yeah. know, 
You could have. Um, so someone sent me a message on Instagram about how they were making their, they thought it was funny that I went to Wyoming and they couldn't understand my, uh, me speaking. Mm. That happens to me in Australia all the time. I was at a Mexican restaurant here called Pepe's and I ordered a Coke, no sugar. And they brought me a chocolate milkshake. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I can't even wrap my head around that. No. Honestly. I can't. And then I was at another restaurant called the coffee club and I ordered a Coke again. And then I ordered a meal and she goes, do you want that heated? I'm like, what? And she's like, do you want that heated? And I was like, what specifically do I want heated? I was like, the meal, yes. The Coke, no. And she goes, your muffin. I'm like, I, I didn't order a muffin. She goes, are you sure you didn't order a muffin? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, so even here, I, I, um, yeah, people don't understand what I'm saying. Too. That's, 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 really, that's really crazy. Darren, what are, what are the Australians saying? They can't understand Canadian's accent. Yeah. I don't know. I've known Pete long enough. I understand him. <laughs> yeah, and it's the slang here that's really, really confusing too. So, like, you'll hear someone go if you're if you're talking about a little bit of measurement or it's going to take a little bit of time to get there, they'll refer to it as a bee's dick. You that know, makes sense, though, because it's very a, little. That's an excellent it's, piece of slang. It's very little. It's like, oh, it's just a bee's dick, and that's what it means. Just a very little a time or space. Yeah, it's just the bee's dick. Well. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Scouse slang, like uh, from, yeah. from Liverpool, but that that is pretty wild vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Since I'm such a big uh, Liverpool FC fan, I watch so many like videos and stuff right. of of people talking about them and, and whatnot. And it's a lot of Scouse slang that I've gotten acclimated to. <laughs> it's it's like they're speaking a whole different language with well, the accent and everything. I go to a lot of Manchester United events. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an official member of the Brisbane Manchester United Supporters Club. Uh, supporter of the year in 2000. And hold on. I have the trophy here. In 2019, I was supporter of the year. No way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, usually the songs they sing about Liverpool is Liverpudlians being criminals or bin dippers. That's usually. Yeah, the, yeah, the bin dippers. Yeah. yeah. That's usually the, the Manchester slang that they go for. Yeah. Anyway, music, getting into the music. Yes, you're up this week. So tell me about Slow Tie. Speaking of uh, England, tell, yes. me about, tell me about Slow Tie. So, yeah, this week I had you listen to Doorman by Slow Tie. He is uh, a British rapper, but I think he is punk to the very core. And if that's not evident with this song, I, I don't know how else to prove it. And I thought it'd be nice to select what I thought is a modern day British punk song just because you've been showing me a few British punk songs from the 70s uh, some stuff like that so uh, yeah I'm, I'm really curious to see what you thought about this one and Darren why don't you just hit play how's business this morning pretty good I'm in about 12 13 quid and that was about not having any arguments with anyone that's pretty much a strike if you don't Shoot a messenger, string them up. She's a ten plus ten, not enough. Mix messages, wise cross. Marry me, what you got too much. Toothbrush and socks. Alright, so it's it's probably very obvious that this is a super abrasive song. Yeah. Pretty polarizing. 
and one that takes a couple listens, I think, just because the first time you're just trying to wrap your head around what's happening. But after sitting with this one for a bit, what did you think about it? Yeah, it's it's a really dirty song, isn't it? It's it's a song that's lived in the gutter for a bit. Um, it's very British. Uh, yes, singing about drugs and drinking, and uh, it's a, it's a drug drinking song, is what it is. Uh, it's very British. Yeah, no, it, you're right. The punk rock, the punk rock theme through it is 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 outstanding. This is this is punk rock rap. Yeah, absolutely. Like from, I find that it's the really the instrumental in the production yeah. that made me think it's punk. Like it's got all the hallmarks with the the crunching distorted guitar. The drums are like going crazy throughout the whole thing. And there's there's these super weird glitchy sounds like throughout it where it's it's no identifiable instrument. It's just yeah. in there to sound cool. Um, and I like how he filters his voice also to sound really like lo-fi. Yeah, that was a nice touch. And yes, he's so British, isn't he? It's like, very it, British. His enunciation at times, you're just like, what did he what did he just say? Yeah. And it's actually um his name slow tie. Uh, his his real name his real first name is tyrone yep. but he, when he was a kid he was called slow ty because he spoke weirdly he has some kind yeah. of speech impediment so sure that's how his name came about and the the slowness is a little evident in the music i think he, he's leaned into it yeah now where is he is he like english like like english not from scotland or anything like that do you know do you know where he's specifically from yeah he grew up in uh so he was born to a teen mother and grew up in public housing in Northampton, England. Northampton, okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, he was living in council estates, um, skipped school frequently, uh, he got involved in some minor gang activity, you know, dealing drugs, general mischief, that sort of stuff. Um, really just didn't have a good early life, uh, but when he was skipping school, a lot of the time he was at his friend's makeshift recording studio and that's sort of where he learned to make music right see the reason i asked that is because of his look and have you seen the video uh for this song i have so the video itself is very inspired by um train spotting right i don't know if you've seen the movie train spotting i have actually i've gotten around to see that recently yeah, so the the scene in the video where he's sort of going through, he's digging through the toilet, and he sort of sinks in the toilet, and he starts swimming underwater. That's very train spotting, right? And the club music a little bit is a little bit train spotting. His look is a lot like Ewan McGregor's character in Train Spotting. So I thought he might be Scottish because obviously Train Spotting is set in Scotland. So I wasn't exactly sure uh, where that was coming from. Yeah, no, he he's English uh, all the way, but. Yeah, the the video is really fantastic, and yeah. I think having it be so directly inspired by Train Spotting yeah. uh, really just adds to the song and helps like flesh it out and make it more apparent that yeah, this is a song about life sucks, so we're gonna we have to do drugs. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's also some really nice uh, politically charged lyrics in this one that I like, yeah. and uh, even though sometimes with this enunciation and his impediment, it can be hard to understand him. Uh, I think it's still pretty apparent that he hates the British government. Yeah. Which is a very punk thing because the punk thing was about class systems and, and how wrong they are and uh, 
punk rock definitely comes from the working class um, yes. sort of scenario. And this, this song is definitely reeks of working class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so how did you get to, how, how did you first come across it? Uh, I think this one was, uh, this was YouTube. This was YouTube's algorithm for me. I was just right, listening to okay. another song on YouTube and it like auto played to, uh, his single, like his first big single, which was called tea and biscuits. Right. And when it started, I, th- I was so like hypnotized by the beat. Cause it was like nothing I'd ever heard before. Yeah. And just his, his rapping style I thought was so cool. Like it's very different. Really, really yeah, it's so gritty and, and raw the way he raps. Yeah. And that I was really, really vibing with that. Yeah. And then I listened to uh his debut album, uh, which came out in twenty nineteen. It's called Nothing Great About Britain. That's where <laughs> right, the song yeah. is from. <laughs> uh yeah, he he's his career has blown up really quickly. In sure. like I said, in twenty nineteen he released his debut album. In 2020, the very next year, he was featured on the the Gorillaz album, Song Machine. Yeah. And now he's just doing collabs with all kinds of artists. It's yeah. pretty crazy. He reminded me a little bit. There's an English um, hip-hop band, which is really just one guy called The Streets. I don't know if you heard of The Streets. They no, were back actually, in the, They were back in the, like, the 2000s. And kind of like Slow Tide, The Streets would write a song about anything. Um, you know, breaking up with a girl or meeting a girl or, uh, you know, going to the, to the corner shop to get some Chinese food. Like they would write, <laughs> literally write songs about anything. And a lot of the streets music was, was also very class oriented. Um, yeah. So if, check out the streets. They, they haven't been around for a few years. Check out some of their stuff from the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. That actually sounds really intriguing. I, I like the sound of that. So I, I absolutely yeah. will. They had a concept album called, I think like, I think it's called like a grand isn't free. It's something to do with grand. I owned it a long time ago, but since I moved to Australia, uh, a lot of my possessions have gone missing. So I definitely don't have it anymore, but yeah, check out the streets. It's really, they're really cool. I do love a good concept album. I'm a sucker yeah. for a concept album. So yeah. I, yeah. I absolutely will. Yeah. So the last point in my thesis about slow tie being modern day punk. Yeah is uh, when he performed at the 2019 Mercury Prize Ceremony in yeah. Britain. It's just one of their award shows. Sure. Uh, he So at the end of his performance, he held up a fake decapitated head, which was meant to be the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Yeah, that's awesome. And created s- stupid amounts of controversy yeah. and outrage, like... When that happened, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like, I yeah. thought that that was so cool. Uh, I thought his career was over though when I saw it happen, but yeah, people got over it, I guess, because he he released an album this year and it's it's doing well. So, no, it's very reminiscent yeah. of uh, Anar- uh, not Anarchy in the UK, uh, God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. Have you had a chance to listen to that yet? Yeah, actually, I have. And yeah. I, what did you think? I. I thought it was great, yeah. <laughs> but I could yeah, see great. I could see why it would have been banned in the seventies. Yeah. I don't think it should have been, but I can no. see why after seeing after seeing the reaction to Slow Tie holding up Boris Johnson's head. Yeah, I could see why God Save the Queen was banned. Yeah, England is a very conservative place. Not obviously the working class isn't, but 
Um, it's a very conservative country and it's a very class driven country. So yeah, holding up a severed Boris Johnson, severed head, not real, obviously, or, you know, having a song called God save the queen when they don't like the queen, people got really, can get really pissed off about that. Yeah. But I think that's what makes it even more important for those brave people out there to do stuff like that. Absolutely. Like Jarvis, Jarvis Cocker, the lead singer of pulp. I think I told the story when we were doing uh, the pulp song. Michael Jackson was performing at the Brit Awards and he was doing his whole Jesus routine and the kids were all around him and he ran up on stage and, you know, mooned everyone and, you know, just to disrupt <laughs> the, the loving that Michael Jackson was doing. So, yeah, it's I, I think disturbers are very important in, in art. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's really a, a massive argument to be made for for disruption yeah. and pushing people out of their comfort zone sometimes. Mm. Yeah, no, I really dug the song. I think it was a good example. You're right. It's a good example of a little bit of punk rock coming through in the hip-hop scene, and I was, I was glad to hear it. Yeah. yeah, well, cool. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed that. And yeah. uh, Darren, what, what did you think? Yeah, it was okay, but won't make it into my normal rotation. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I said at the start, it's a super abrasive song. It is, yes. It's yeah. a very dirty, dirty song. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to Highway to Hell by ACDC. Now, we, right. sort of, we sort of broke tradition a little bit because you know the song. You said you've heard it many times before. How, how could I not know this song? Right. But there is a specific reason why I wanted this song to finish off 70s uh, marathon that we're sort of doing. We did two months of 70s music. Before we get into it, I think um, our audience needs to hear a little bit of Highway to Hell. Darren, go for it. a little taste of Highway to Hell by ACDC. Now, I'm assuming since you've heard this song multiple times, you actually are a fan of this song. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a classic, right? Yeah. There's, I don't think it's a bad song. It's, but yeah. uh, it's, uh, you kind of just hear this song everywhere, passively yeah. around you at this point. It's, it's, it's gotten to that status where at sports games or in stores or in commercials, movies, it's just yeah. a ubiquitous song now. And for that reason, it's not like, like I don't have this in my Apple Music library right, or in my okay. playlists, yeah. but I've easily heard this song hundreds of times in my life. Yeah. It's ACDs here are one of those great guitar driven bands where their guitar riffs are, I think Ubiquitous is a great example. It's you just know it when you hear it. Like Angus Young, Malcolm Young, the two guitar players in ACDs here are just amazing. And they're one of the great, great guitar rock bands of our times. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason why they're they're so like popular and, yeah. and have reached that status. And it's a, in large part their guitar. Now, you'll never hear a slow song by ACDC. There's a very specific reason for that. ACDC uh, originally formed in Australia. Uh, Bon Scott, the lead singer on this song, was born in Scotland, but his family moved to Australia when he was very young, and they lived in Perth. 
The reason why you'll never hear a slow ACDC song is because they used to play the pub circuit here in Australia. And if you started playing a slow song, that's when people would start throwing things at the band. You couldn't... Uh, they couldn't do it. They just could not play a slow song because they would just get pelted with bottles. So they've lived up to that tradition since, and you, you'll never hear a slow ACDC song. I, I, I can't imagine the nerve to, to go yeah. up and just start hucking bottles at people on stage. But fair enough. I guess when, when the Australians were off the piss, it was... Yeah. There's bottles. Now, this song came out in 1979, and Bon Scott would be dead a few months after this album came out. So he was dead in February of 1980. Hmm. This is why I wanted to bring this song up, because I, you know we talked about how music was different back in the day where the Rolling Stones released one album every year. Uh, CCR released four albums in one year, and like the albums were absolutely classic, classic albums. Yeah, yeah, they were just locked in the studio back then. So this ACDC takes the cake. Bon Scott was dead in February, and by March they had a new lead singer, and they were in the recording studio, and a new album was released in July. That is crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened today? impossible weeks impossible. they no started way. they started planning mm-hmm. to get a new singer after bon scott after bon scott's death like if and, and this is a tragic scenario but ima- yeah. imagine if chris martin of coldplay were to pass away yeah they'd probably end the band yeah <laughs> and and bon scott wasn't like a, a, sh- a, sh- a shrinking violet he was loved there's a statue of bon scott in the suburb of perth called Fremantle. there's literally I think it's a bronze statue where you can go and, and, and look at and get your picture taken with. So Bon Scott is beloved and he was replaced within weeks of his death. And not only did they release an album, which was back in black, back in black is the second highest grossing album of all time. It's sold all genres. It sold 50 million records. The only album to sold to sold more was, was thriller by Michael Jackson. Wow. So I think like that, like that's crazy that a that they they really replaced their lead singer within weeks, and the album they came usually there's a backlash when a new singer comes out with the band, but yet they sold fifty million records. Well, that just goes to show how important the the other aspects of the band are, primarily yeah. the guitars and drums. Yeah, it's it, they're not. I wouldn't say ACDC is carried by the vocals or anything. No, they do. They're like. Bon Scott and then the, the guy that came after, they do their thing. Yeah. They they're not bad singers, but it's it's like you said, it, you said it perfectly. It's yeah. the guitar, it's so easily recognizable. It they're catchy riffs. Yeah. So that's what people listen to ACDC for. He, uh, bon Scott died of basically he was an alcoholic and he he went drinking one night and then he he was found in his car just dead. He had died overnight from uh, alcohol poisoning. So he definitely had, had a drinking problem. Um, you know, obviously if you die from alcohol poisoning, you, your life's not going well. No, no. Uh, so Brian Johnson, I recently watched an interview. He was, Brian Johnson was the lead singer who took over for Bon Scott. I, he was being interviewed by uh, Howard Stern. And he asked him what the auditioning process was like. And, and he said, you know, he was in his thirties. He was living in his parents' house. He was broke he had just opened up a car a car garage 
was either a garage or he opened up like he was selling cars. And he got, and he was in, he was a lead singer of a band called the Geordies, I think they were called. And he was asked to audition for a band. They, they wouldn't tell him what band it was. And then he went into the audition studio and it was ACDC. And uh, he auditioned and he was like, okay. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to go home. And they're like, what? He goes, yeah, I got to open up the garage in the morning. And they're like, no, you, you can't go. And he's like, no, I, I, I got to go. I, you know, it's a five hour drive. I have to, I have to go and open <laughs> up the garage. And then a few, a few weeks later, he was called and offered officially offered the, uh, the job for, uh, to be the lead singer of ACDC. So yeah, he, uh, he never thought anything was going to come out of it. He did it. And then, um, he left, which is quite funny. Wow. Yeah. Even just that seems like it wouldn't happen today. Just no. open auditions for uh, a band. A, like, a band like that, yeah. Yeah, no, it would be, it, if they were to replace the singer, it, it would be someone that the band knows and like likes and yeah. someone already prominent probably. Like The, the, yeah. the one thing that Bon Scott knew brian johnson and and he actually really liked brian johnson he and he said what a great singer he was so it was almost like bon scott had given the nod saying okay yeah that's all right um okay but yeah like it's it's imagine in this in today's world with the with the social media backlash that could happen if a band replaced their singer now that's just it i i couldn't i don't think it could be done no i really don't think it could either yeah Especially yeah, it, so soon after, like it would just be seen as really callous of you. Yes, yeah, and it's it's really interesting. Like ACDC are definitely working class musicians. They did not come from wealth. They were playing pub bands, and and Highway to Hell actually refers to not a literally Highway to Hell, but it refers to being on the road a lot and go, driving to different cities. And there, apparently, there's a, a really famous highway near Perth with which is quite bad. And they used to drive that highway a lot to go to different concerts. That's basically what highway to hell refers to. It's not, it's not a literal, you know, a lot of right wing Christians probably wouldn't like this song because of the title, but it's not a literally about, but going to hell. Yeah. Yes. It's being on the road for so long. You feel like you're, you're going to hell or whatnot. Yeah. There's a thing called allegory that I think a lot of Christians should, <laughs> should embrace, especially because of their religion. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's for another topic. Yeah. So have I you, have you driven this highway? This this highway in Perth, near Perth. I I've been to Perth. Uh, I didn't rent a car. Perth okay. is a surprisingly not a, a big city in population, but a big city in geography. Um, I remember I had to get from one side of Perth to the other side of Perth, and it was going to cost me like eighty dollars in an Uber. Oh. Um. So yeah. So then I took an Uber into the city and then just hopped on the train and. And uh, and went, but yeah, I see. I thought because I'm I'm such a newbie to these places that I I was there for about five days, and I got a I rented uh, an Airbnb close to the airport, um, thinking that it would be easy for me to get around. It wasn't. <laughs> it cost me a lot of money to get around. So, um, yeah, Perth is a great city. There's a there's an island off Perth called Rottnest Island that has a particular. Uh, animal called the quokka which is found on no other place in the world and it's just like they've they're just on that island um and so they they kind of smile and they're they're not afraid of humans so they kind of will walk up to you and you can get a selfie with them and and stuff like that so yeah quokkas are fun 
They're really cute. Really yes. cute animals. So I went, I went to Rottnest Island and, and there's definitely a lot of quokkas yeah, on, on Rat, hmm. Rottnest Island. And the reason it's called Rottnest Island is because when the Dutch first landed there, they thought they were rats, but they're, they're little um, mammals, uh, close, close to a kangaroo or wallaby. Yeah. Much cuter yeah. than rats. Yes. So yeah, when I next time I come to Australia, we we got to make a trip up to Perth then. There's a few, yeah, like now that I know the country so much better, there's there's actually a few places I want to take you guys to. So yeah, uh, I'm looking okay. forward to your your next visit. Yes, as am I. Yes, um, Darren, as a, as our honorary Australian, what is your thoughts about ACDC? Are they an Australian band or are they an English band? How do you what do you feel about ACDC? They're overplayed in the nineties. Yes, they were. Just part of everything, yeah. Movies, ads, everything now. Yeah. So they're just background music. Yeah, but do you, like I know a lot of people find that ACDC, when Bon Scott was alive, were an Australian band, and then with Brian Johnson, they sort of became an English band. Do you have any feelings toward that at all? No, they're just a band. Just a band. Okay. And Highway to Hell. Do you like Highway to Hell? Yeah. It's, all right. it's, it's just it's just a song, you know. Like you hear it all the time. Uh, see, I love Highway to Hell. I think it's awesome. No, it's it's a good song, but it's yeah. like Darren said, you just hear it everywhere. It's background music for me at this point. See, to me, this song is the seventies. This sounds so seventies to me, like a guitar rock driven band. Like it's it's the seventies. Yeah, it's just hard for me to separate. It's hard for me to look at this song like objectively as if I'm hearing it without the years and years of yeah. hearing it as background. No, I got you. Yeah. No, that, and that's fair. Yeah. I, I'm actually been listening to a lot of ACDC recently. There's a, there's a song called um, hell's bells that I really, really like. So no, that is a great song. I've been listening to that's a lot a really of, good song. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of ACDC recently. So no, I'm, I'm really digging it. All right. So we're going to move on to who played it better. Um, so this is the segment of the show, which we do the last episode of every, every month where we take an original and then we take a cover and we, and we basically just try to decide which version of the song we like better. I like to play very different styles of songs. And these are two very different kinds of songs. Uh, the first one we're going to listen to is by Hank Williams, senior Darren, just hit play. I'm getting out, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving now. All right, so that's Hank Williams. And I should have mentioned the song's called I'm a Long Gone Daddy. <laughs> so basically the song's about how he hates his wife and they fight a lot. It's a very typical country song. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's old country. Not this like is the very this is very old country, yes. And then we're gonna listen to a cover by the the Darren just hit play. All you wanna do is sit around and pout. Now I got enough, so I'm getting out. I'm leaving now. I'm leaving now. I'm a long gone daddy, I don't need you Very different version. Yeah, I, I uh, much prefer that. I'm going to come right out and say that is the <laughs> far better version. <laughs> now, this this song on this Dada album was on a concept album 
where the entire album was nothing but Hank Williams senior songs. Interesting. So it's one of my favorite albums. I absolutely love this album. And they, they did stuff like there's a tear in my beer. So they had all these really classic Hank Williams senior songs and then just released a very alternative rock alternative for, uh, versions of all of them. And my favorite is this one, Long Gone Daddy. This is my favorite song that they had they put out. Yeah, well, I I think uh, I don't know if there's any big Hank Williams Senior uh, fans listening, but uh, I think the cover's much better. So sorry if that's offending anyone. No, it's a very good song. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm with you. I like the 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 version. It's it's literally one of my favorite the the songs. Um, so yeah, the 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 were a really big band. I shouldn't say big band. They were a band that had moderate <laughs> success in the '80s, and then. Uh, in the 90s this is pretty much the last album that i remember them putting out but yeah cool band um i i love a lot of their music so yeah so this was this was a cool song from them yeah so so two votes for the the darren who are you voting for i'm gonna go for hank williams because he's I going for hank williams. nice old country song there you go see people like their old country yeah hey and who, who, who am i to say that's wrong so before we get into our independent artists, what, what are your plans for the rest of the week? Well, I've got a couple of assignments to finish up for school. Um, just going to have a nice relaxing weekend, I think. And then on Monday, I'm going to uh, my first Boston Celtics game. Uh, they're playing in Toronto, so I'm really nice. looking forward to that. Do you have good seats? Yeah, they're not bad. It's like row four of the 300s, oh, yeah. um, about half court. So honestly, pretty good. I don't even know how how are the Raptors doing this year? Are they are they are they having a good year? Yeah, they're they're having a pretty good year, all things considered. They've had a lot of injuries, uh, and they're still a really young team for the most part. So they're they're doing well. They're in the playoffs right now. Okay, I was going to ask, are, are they going to make the playoffs? That's cool. But but yeah, I'm a I'm a Celtics fan all the yeah. way. So I'm hoping we win on on Monday, not the Raptors. And uh, baseball season starting up, so spring training's up. So I've been uh, listening to a few spring training games. I'm a big baseball fan, so I'm very excited uh, for, for spring training and the baseball season to kick off. Yeah, who's that guy that Jays just got? The, the Chapman. Really good guy? Chapman, yeah. yeah he's he's um, probably the best or second best defensive third baseman in the league. So while, yeah. he's, okay. pro- while he's probably – his hitting has decreased in the last couple of years uh, – but as a fielder, he'll save some runs. So basically, it's all baseball is all about run differential. You would definitely right. don't want, you want to score more runs than you give up, and he'll help in that in that category. So, yeah, cool. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm up to is I've had someone drop off thirty boxes. I don't know if I know we're on camera now. Can you see behind me, Nick? You see all these boxes on the ground? Yeah. Someone dropped off thirty boxes of bathroom taps that I have to photograph. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So riveting. I got riveting. Yeah, so I have to photograph that by Sunday uh, because I'm going away again this week. So I'm I'm gone from Sunday to Wednesday again. So uh, yeah, fun time. So the life of a photographer. Some, Glamorous. Yeah, sometimes I'm taking pictures of models. Sometimes it's sports. Sometimes it's bathroom taps. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? At the end of the day, it's still photography. It's still photography, yep. All right, do you have a song for me next week, Nick? I do, yeah. So it's going to be from A Tribe Called Quest's comeback album Ooh. that dropped a few years ago. I like yeah. Tribe Called Quest, yeah. I know, but you probably haven't heard this album. No, nope, so I have not, no. It's going to be The Space Program by A Tribe Called Quest. Cool. And you mentioned that you wanted to hear some Clash. Yes. So let's do some London Calling. That's your oh. song for next week. Let's go. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. 
Cool. All right. So we're going to get to our independent artist today, which is uh, her name is Sweaty Lamar. Uh, so she contacted us about playing one of her songs. She really digs our podcast. And thank you very much, Sweaty. Uh, we really, I really dig this song. It's called Mysteries. And I got her to send a little bit of a bio for me. Uh, so Sweaty Lamar is a musical project of Tara Giancaspro. I think I'm saying that correct. Uh, she's a singer-songwriter who splits her time between Hoboken and Philadelphia. She began, began writing music in March of 2020. Her newest single, Mis- uh, Mysteries, uh, was premiered by Magnet Magazine ahead of its release uh, in February of this year. Um, Mysteries has been broadcast on numerous radio stations around the world. And she has a new country uh, EP called A uh, Little Bit Country, A Little Bit Rock and Roll. That's coming out later this year. And it will feature a song called Abby, I'm Sorry I Stole Your Man, which is a sequel to Dolly Parton's Jolene. Have you ever heard Jolene by Dolly Parton? I have. Yeah, classic. You know, Great song. Yeah, love Jolene. Uh, and so Tara is also writing a novel, and which she does in between 3 a.m. songwriting sessions, being a, coop, a corporate stooge, and cuddling her two cats, Simone and Lugosi. So this is her song called Mysteries. Take it away, Sweaty Lamar, and we'll talk to you guys next week. No one's ever swept their palms for me before. No one ever volunteered to drive halfway Chasing came and following them out my door Cutting them in song to not beg them to stay I ran through hope like a sneaker stomped ribbon To no cheers, trampled cups But I had forgiven myself and resigned That if I couldn't know love I could at least know everything I thought I had it all figured out Wonderment in flames Always for the bereft But I couldn't be happier to be wrong If a hand I don't believe in Has some mysteries left I'm in the disposal For my grandmother's ring Did she see us fall asleep Holding hands last night Took a minute to tell her With his head in the sink Now yes I know that's how you slept With your husband till he died Left hearts in the raindrops on my windshield I giggled like a cursing kid Bringing joy in from the storm I had never considered But I didn't know a lot of things he did I ran through hope Like a sick bed prayer Let it go into the night And bequeath the despair Of myself and resign But if I couldn't know love I could at least know everything I thought I had
to just hit play to contact your hosts peter and nick or to be featured on an episode as musical talent email just hit play 7300 at gmail.com keep up to date with news and announcements by following on instagram and facebook linked in the show notes subscribe on your favorite podcatcher to tune in next week for more sonic delights and if you can't wait till then check out the just hit playlist on spotify linked in the show notes A special thanks to Braden Munch for the theme song and thank you for listening.